With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Happy Thursday, everyone. Welcome to the Denver Sports Betting Show on 98.1 FM. I'm your host, Riggs Tamburo, joined today by co-host Bryson Owens. Bryson, my guy, how's your Thursday? It's going pretty well, man. I'm ready to talk sports with you again, like always. Ready to talk the ESPYs, especially because I've got one award I'm really, really upset about. I'm wearing a very special... Jokic MVP shirt because of it. I'm ready to go. I am wearing some stuff too. I disagreed with a few of those awards. Um, So we're definitely going to jump into those. But right before we jump into the ESPYs, just some quick soccer uh, news coming out. Big, big upset. Charlotte Mm. FC takes down Premier League stud team Chelsea. One to zero in the the 92nd minute. Uh, They score a free kick. Win at 1-0. Crowd goes crazy there in Charlotte. Your take um, on Charlotte upsetting Chelsea and just looking at Chelsea, what's your thoughts on them? Yeah, it was pretty crazy. You know, the Premier League kind of looks down on the MLS, probably for good reason. All the greatest soccer players in the world play in the Premier League. They play overseas because they get more money. They get more recognition that way. The MLS is kind of looked at as like a almost minor league soccer league type of thing, like AAA to the – MLB type of situation um Mm -hmm. and Chelsea has Christian Pulisic who's one of the best soccer players in the world right now so it was really crazy to see an MLS team um beat a premier team like that Mm -hmm. that was pretty insane to watch especially with Pulisic scoring usually when he gets it going his team comes out on top so for Chelsea I think they're just gonna they're gonna forget about this I don't think this is gonna be something they hang themselves over too much they're a good enough team that they're just gonna bounce back um, especially with guys like Pulisic on the team, they're going to look at this and be like, oh, yeah, this is just a mental lapse for one game. I like it. I, I like what you're saying there. I know what you mean about Charlotte FC and the MLS compared to the Premier League. Premier League definitely put themselves on a pedestal uh, above MLS teams. And, and it's crazy, but at the end of the day, if you're Chelsea, if you score zero goals, you can't mm-hmm. win a soccer game. So – at the end of the day, uh, you look at the spread here. The spread was one and a half. Chelsea were minus one and a half, minus one thirty. That's just crazy. Yeah. So no matter what happens, if you had, if you had Charlotte at the spread and it would have been zero zero, you still would have won. So uh, we don't do too much soccer betting over here on the Denver Sports Betting Show, but we do sometimes because there's some big value sometimes. And if you grab Charlotte mm-hmm. FC money line, you got them plus five fifty. So a big Damn. hit there. Uh, looking at the ESPYS though, so. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff to cover here, but I just want to start with the Warriors winning the best championship team. I am wearing my Stanley Cup champions hats. That's right. The Colorado Avalanche are the best championship team. I'm sorry. I know it's bias. I know mm-hmm. this is the DSB show, but if you look at the parades, if you look at the talk, if everyone on social media, it appeared to me that the Avalanche got celebrated more than every other team. Am I wrong there, Bryson? No, I'm in complete agreement with you. And again, a lot of people are going to call us a little bit biased because we're, you know, the Denver sports betting show. But Mm -hmm. the Avs were the favorite the entire year. 
Like they were mm-hmm. the team to win the Stanley Cup and they lived up to it. A lot of times the team who was supposed to win the championship falls short. You know, this year True. it was supposed to be the um, Phoenix Suns. They were the best team in the NBA all year, fell apart in the postseason. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that was the big thing. The Avs were the best team all year, lived up to it, won the Stanley Cup pretty easily. And yep. the Warriors, there were times people thought the Warriors were going to lose. They, people thought they were going to lose to Memphis at one point in that series. People thought they were going to lose to Boston at one point in that series. In my opinion, the best championship team shouldn't ever really be doubted in a series. you know. And the Avs were never doubted. I like what you're saying there. And you mentioned that the Suns were the favorite. Uh, and the Warriors got to skip the Suns. They didn't even have to go through them mm. uh, due to what the Mavs did. So I just do not understand how they can give the Warriors the best championship performance. As Steph said seven different times yesterday, oh, we've won the championship four out of the last seven years. So why are you the best championship team? Someone please explain that to me. I don't really understand. Uh, but looking at a couple other awards, uh, to me, it wasn't the SBs. It was the Warriors awards. <laughs> Um, yeah. Clay Thompson wins comeback player of the year. Your thoughts on that one? Yeah, that's one of the awards I'm giving them uh, credit for. I think he probably Ooh. deserved it. Tearing his ACL and Achilles in back-to-back years. No one really ever thought he was going to get back into it. Gets back into it as a, is a key piece to their championship run. The only other player to my like knowledge that I would have put maybe ahead of him is maybe Justin Verlander. He had the um, Tommy John surgery yep. at his age. He's, he was even less likely in a lot of people's eyes to come back from that injury. And to see the way he's pitching this year for the um, Astros is pretty incredible. I think with Verlander, it just he's in the middle of his season, so people haven't gotten to see the full season from him yet, whereas Clay, they got to see a full season post-injury. Uh, but I think he was perfectly deserving of the Comeback Player of the Year award. That's fair. Uh And I'll give that to him. But when you look at the other two awards, these just get me. Steph Curry not only winning Mm. record-breaking performance for breaking the three-pointers, but also winning the best NBA player. I understand it's Warriors, 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 Warriors. Okay, that's great. But what's your take on him winning all of these awards? Do you think it was right, or do you think it has to do with the fact that he was the host? I think that the um, best record-breaking performance – you might be able to give it to him. It's the thing. It's the record in the NBA right now is the three-point record. So breaking Ray Allen's record, probably a little deserving of that. But he should not have won best NBA player. He no. like Jokic was the back-to-back league MVP. He did things this season that not only no one this year has ever done, but in NBA history hadn't done. He's the first player in NBA history with 2,000-plus points, 1,000-plus rebounds, 500-plus assists. Only player. 75 years mm-hmm. in the NBA, some of the, the greatest players to ever play the sport involved. He's the only player to ever do that. He was the only player to be top 10 in points, rebounds, assists, and field goal percentage this year. And he was the only player to lead his team in points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, field goal percentage, and PER, and all the other things. Like he, He's the only player to do this kind of stuff. He should have been the – he should have won best NBA player – I think it was a little ridiculous that Steph won it only because of his playoff run. I get it. It's the, if you don't win a championship, no one really cares what you did, but Jokic being the back-to-back MVP should have won best NBA player. 
I don't think you could have said it any better. Like you said, and, and, and there's so Mm -hmm. many reasons why Jokic should have been the guy, uh, but they give it to Steph Curry. Enough of the ESPYs, enough of the Warriors awards. Uh, Moving on to one other NBA team, some good NBA news coming out here. The 76ers are getting a new $1.3 billion downtown arena. Should not be completed until 2031, 2032 Mm. season, Uh, but a big announcement there your take on this for the 76ers and have you ever been to a game in philadelphia i've not been to a game in philadelphia although it is one of my bucket list places to go watch a sporting event i've just heard Mm -hmm. that the fans there no matter what sport you're watching whether it's baseball hockey football basketball whatever the sport may be their fans are insane so i think it'd be a lot of fun to just go to one of those games just to see the event itself um but i think I think this is just following the trend that professional sports are setting, especially in these bigger profitable, profitable sports like basketball and in the NFL where teams are just building their own stadium. They're building many like pockets in their cities dedicated to just that team. I think it's something that um, Denver fans are waiting for the Broncos to do with Rob Walton now in at the ownership group with how much money he has. It's just stuff that teams are excited to um, be a part of because they're setting themselves up to be like their own little own little pockets of each city where it's like, this is the 76ers section of Philadelphia, you know? Mm. So I think, I think that's really cool. They're getting these state-of-the-art facilities. I think it's a really cool idea. It's a bummer that it's going to be so far away because so many of these 76ers yeah. players aren't going to be able to chance to take advantage. But mm-hmm. I think it's really cool that sports are going in this direction where teams are like almost owning parts of each city. Yeah, I really like how you say that. Um, and unfortunately, you know, it, it is going to take another nine years uh, to get it done, but should be cool. And it's going to be a must see when it's mm. done. Going to have to go see it. If you guys haven't seen a picture of it, look it up on any social media, Google. It is sweet looking. Yeah. Uh, and for $1.3 billion, it better be. Uh, but looking at the 76ers odds to win the championship, Currently 14 to one uh, for the 2022-2023 season. Bryson, do you like the 76ers here at 14 to one? Uh, or do you think they should be a little higher, a little lower? I don't hate it. I think that's about right. I've put them at like maybe the third best team in the East behind Miami and Milwaukee. I think that's about where they sit. Um, mm-hmm. And they're in a much weaker conference. They have an easier chance to get to the finals than say like, I think the um, Nuggets are a pretty similar team to look at in championship odds. Both teams rely on the health of their best players um, because Joel Embiid, James Harden, probably not going to play every game this year. So Mm -hmm. that's going to determine a lot of how they do. Same with the Nuggets and Jamal and MPJ. But with Philadelphia being in the East, they just have such an easier path to the finals than the Nuggets do. So I don't think that's a bad bet at all. It's definitely one that you can put some money down ride with until they get to the playoffs. They win a playoff series and then look for either a cash out or if you feel confident, keep it rolling. If J- if James Harden and Joel Embiid are healthy in the playoffs, anything can happen. Yeah, I like that plan there. Um, and like you said, hopefully that cash out's offered. And if that cash out is offered, you're always going to have a way to get out of it. Um, mm-hmm. So that's good to know. Final thing, just want to look at a little bit of college basketball here. I'm sorry if I mispronounced this name, uh, but do you believe Kentucky's Oscar Toshibwe is the best center in college basketball? And if not, who is? I really like him. He is a veteran in this college basketball world, which is rare. In fact, all three of the top three centers, in my opinion, 
are veterans in the NCAA, which is really strange now with this one and done culture in the in the NCAA basketball world. But he looks like he can do it all. He's a double double machine. He's a rebounding machine. I really like him. My personal um, best center in college basketball is Armando Bacot out of North Carolina. I think just what I saw out of him in the NCAA tournament where he got injured but fought his way through it. He wasn't willing to give up. I like the fact that he came back for another year to prove that he is that good. He is another double-double machine like um, like Oscar is. But he, I think, I think Bacot, just his passion and his work ethic in a culture with North Carolina, with that head coach, I think that's a good combination there. Yeah, I can't blame you there. Both guys are studs. Uh, coming up next, speaking of college basketball studs, I am joined by a DU men's basketball player. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Denver Sports Betting Show here on 98.1. I am joined by special guest today, Tommy Bruner, junior guard on the men's basketball team at Denver University. Tommy, how's your Thursday going, man? Welcome to the show. Oh, man, it's going good. I got some free time today, so I just uh, stopped by, joined the show, get to know you a little bit, tell you about myself. Absolutely, man. Yeah, glad to hear it. Glad you got a little off time uh, and glad you're spending it here with us. Um, look, man, I, I noticed that you're you're a transfer. You went to SC Upstate. You transferred to Jacksonville. Now you're over at DU. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, why would you leave Jacksonville and Rob, what brought you to DU? Uh, I ended up leaving Jacksonville because I had surgery late January and just going through the recruitment process. Uh, I had the pleasure of meeting Coach Jeff Wilgram and the rest of the coaching staff at Denver. And I really just fell in love with the relationships that they had with themselves, the players, and, you know, like the things they really thought were important for us to be successful as a team. So I really just bought into that. I fell in love with the coaches. And then I, the city, once I visited the city, I just mm -hmm. knew I was coming. Yeah, man. Uh, glad to hear. Glad that that you and the coach had a connection, obviously, for college athletes. That's one of the biggest things uh, is feeling like your coach is a good guy and he cares about you. Uh, but since signing with DU there on May 16th, um, have you felt welcomed? I know you said you just got to the city. Have you been to any games? Are you having fun here in Denver? Oh, uh, well, first off, yeah, I do feel very welcomed, especially by my teammates and my coaches. Uh, we spent a lot of time together off the court. So, like, probably about the second week I've been here, it felt like we've been together for years. Um, we do a lot of little stuff together, like play the game. We'll go to, like, uh, arcade center, go-karts, mini golf. Um, and also we play together a lot. Like, on our off days, we, we have a lot of pickup. So really, we just spend a lot of time together, and we're such like a close group. So like, it's fun. Once we get on the court, we know each other. We know like what motivates each other. Uh, each guy is different on the team, but I feel like we have all the right pieces to you know make some noise in the summer league. Yeah, man. Well, I'm I'm glad to hear that you and the team are, are hitting it off. Um, it's always scary to transfer into new places. I actually did that myself in my college career. So I know uh, it, it definitely feels good to be welcomed by the team. And uh, we're definitely glad to have you here in Denver, man. Glad that it's working out for you. Um, looking at head coach Jeff Wilburn, uh, he said this after you signed with the team. And I just kind of wanted to read it off because I found it in quotes. Uh, and I found it to be a pretty darn good one. 
He said, Tommy is the experienced floor leader we were seeking to run and lead our team this year. He's highly competitive, comes from a high achieving academic and basketball family, and he is a proven college basketball player who is going to lead this team. Your take on coach uh, and, and him saying that about you. Man, that's one of the reasons why I like Coach Williams so much because he's honest. He knows what type of guys he wants on the team that matches the culture that he wants us to have. So the biggest thing is this year he said he wanted us to run. So he got a point guard with me and, you know, the vision I have and the plays I can make. And then you got these long athletic wings, you know, Tevin, Justin, Marco, all these guys. And then you got these fours that can really run, dunk, rebound, dribble, push the break, long on defense, wingspans like seven feet and Tyree. And then you got these big, you got this big from Stanford. You got Lucas in the paint. You got Pedro who can really shoot it. So we got a lot, a lot of talent. And once everybody brings their individual talent together as a team, like, I think we're going to be really good. And Coach Wilbrum and the rest of the coaching staff really does a good – really, they really do a good job of, you know, bringing everybody's individual talents together and making it work for the best of the team. Yeah, you sound happy. You sound like you agree with what they're doing. Uh, it sounds like they're doing it right there at Denver University. Looking at the season coming up, I know, obviously, you haven't really played for DU before, so maybe you don't have a rival – but is there a specific team or a specific game you're looking forward to on this season? Uh, not a specific game. I know we do play um, a tournament in New Orleans. I know we play UCLA. And I know the conference is very, very competitive. So, I mean, every game is going to be a big game for us. Mm -hmm. Um I know we won 11 games last year here at Denver University. So I know we want to get that up to 15, 20, 22 wins. Mm -hmm. And really it's just peaking at the right time in the summer league. You know, when you get to that conference play, that's when you want to be at the peak. That's when you want to be the best. And we are going to a foreign trip. We're going to France in two weeks. So that'll be very Ooh. big for us, you know, getting that chemistry together. And we want to try to win those games because overseas is a lot more physical. Uh, it's a lot more fundamental. You can't just be out there, you know, catching, pivot, and then take a dribble. They're going to call that a travel. So I know going out there, it'll really help us leading into the season. And when you go out there, is that like a tournament? Is it just a couple games? Uh, how's that whole thing work? Uh, we're just going to play three games, three or four games, and then we're going to tour the cities. Yeah, I don't awesome, think, man. Yeah. I assume you haven't been there before. Uh, I've been there once when I was. Oh in high wow! School. Yeah. Cool, cool place, huh? I'm jealous. I haven't been. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and looking at your career, your college basketball career, obviously it's been a couple different places. What is your best memory playing college basketball thus far? My best memory playing college basketball would be, um. It would probably be the off-the-court activities, you know, mm -hmm. just being in the locker room with the teams, um, the early mornings, the late nights, the the fights, the jokes, mm -hmm. you know, those type of things, the things that really make a team a team. And then, you know, on the court, I would just say, like, just winning those close games 
where it's a dog fight, it's down to the last second, and you just pull through. That 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 really like shows all the work, all the extra work you do, and it just pays off in those moments. Yeah, and and I listen to you talk about basketball, man. You sound passionate. You sound like the stuff off the court and the stuff on the court is just as important to you. And I love to hear that uh, in an athlete. Can you describe what basketball means to you as a person? Oh, well, just growing up, I always just had a basketball in my hands, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, I always look forward to Tuesday and Thursday because that's the day we had practice for AAU. And then Sundays, you just go to the park. So just growing up, I always look forward to just playing basketball. It was just basketball, basketball. It wasn't really nothing else to look forward to. So that's why when you see me on the court, I'm passionate. Um, I give it all I got because you never know, like, mm-hmm. it be your last game or anything like that. Last season, having basketball taken away from me, I'm just super excited to get back out there and just be out there with my teammates, making passes, um, celebrating baskets, getting stops on defense, just the little things, you know, that makes yep. the game fun. Absolutely. Um, and, and you mentioned that, you know, it, it can be over just like that. And, and you come off that injury, had to sit on the sideline a little bit, take a back seat uh, to everybody else getting to play. Um, and obviously every career eventually has to come to an end. But when your college basketball career ends, do you believe that's going to be it for basketball? You're going to try to take it to another level from there? Uh, I try not to think about it too much, but I do, you know, want to take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. and become professional at this. But I'm just trying to live in the moment right now, you know? like Absolutely. Enjoy today, enjoy tomorrow. And then when that time comes, I know if I put in the work now, you know, I won't be afraid of what's going to happen later. So mm-hmm. I just know I'll be fine. <laughs> if I just put in the work, I'll be fine. Yes, sir, you will be fine uh, and well said. And I know, look, I don't want to dive too far into this, but let's just say dream scenario. Tommy Bruner gets the pick. Where do you get drafted to play NBA basketball? Who's your team of se- your selection if you got to pick a dream team? I'm going to the Denver Nuggets. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. That's what I want to hear. Going to the Denver Nuggets. Um, look, Tommy, it, it's been great having you on, man. You, uh, the DU first basketball game of the season will be in Denver November 7th against Idaho. We're going to have to come out and support you. Make sure you guys all get out, support the DU basketball team and our guy, Tommy Bruner. Tommy, where can they find you on social media, man? Uh, my Instagram is Tommy.King. And, you know, that's where I'll be posting a lot of, like, the schedule, the season stuff, the team stuff. So make sure you guys just follow me. Stay tuned. You know, I'll be posting my teammates a lot. If you guys want to follow them, we're going to be real special this year. We're going to make Denver proud. Yes, sir. I love to hear it. I've been following you. You're right, man. You post a lot about the grind. I don't see you doing too much extracurriculars. You seem very focused. You seem very humble. I'm excited to see what you do this year. Best of luck to you, man. Thanks for joining us here on the Denver Sports Betting Show on 98.1. Thank you, sir. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Denver Sports Betting Show here on 98.1 FM, Monday through Friday from 3 to 4 o'clock. Special guest Tommy Bruner just got done with us. I am now joined. Uh, Bryson, welcome back. Good to have you back on the show, man. How's it going? It's going well, man. Going well. Good to see you again. Caesar Jones is joining us. Caesar, how's your Thursday, man? 
It's going well. It's hot out finally. I mean, <laughs> summertime. I love it. Summertime, finally. Uh, but it's here. Everyone knows I like talking about the Arizona Cardinals, and the Arizona Cardinals are now trending. They are in the news. Kyler Murray signs a five-year, $230.5 million deal with the Arizona Cardinals. $160 million of that is guaranteed. Caesar, coming at you. Your take on this deal. Do you like it for the Cardinals and Kyler Murray? I like it for the Cardinals. It's just I wish we could pay our teachers and doctors, you know, some of that money. Mm. But Kyler, he definitely deserves it. What, he's 24 years old? Cardinals yep. got a bright future. Very bright future. I like what you're saying. Uh, but, hey, if every guy would just give, you know, half a million dollars, we could pay a lot of people. But exactly. uh, he's got $230 million and a half of it to play with now. Uh, Bryson, your take on this $230.5 million for five years. I like it for both sides. A lot of people are going to say that the Cardinals overpaid for him because of his mm -hmm. lack of success towards the second half of the season. He right. tends to have a bit of a drop-off once the like bye week starts. He gets a little nicked up, not missing games, but just like injured enough where he's not playing very well towards the end of the year. But I think if you're the Cardinals, you had to do this. He's – Already probably one of the best quarterbacks your franchise has ever had. And you can't mm -hmm. play around with this guy. And especially once Wilson, if he waited for Wilson to get paid, his, that means his contract's going to go up even more. Like if you waited for Lamar yep. to get paid, contract's going up even more. So the Cardinals got him at a good time. It is a lot of money, but he's a great quarterback. I've been a Kyler Murray fan since oh, the OU days. So oh, yep. I've, been a, I've been a fan of him for a long time. I think they got a really good quarterback for a long time. I'm in agreement with you. Um, I, I really like Kyler Murray. A lot of people, not the biggest Kyler Murray fans. They call him a little crying baby and all that stuff. I don't agree. I really like what I see out of Kyler. Uh, and being from Arizona, I've just gotten you know lucky enough to get to see a lot of stuff uh, from Kyler mm -hmm. Murray. And I just like how he carries himself. I think a lot of stuff that the media portrays about him uh, is false. The same kind of way I think it's uh, with Baker Mayfield. A lot of people think Baker's a baby and whatever. I think he's probably a good guy, good teammate, hard worker. Uh, and that's what I see with Kyler Murray here. So I like it a lot. Uh, $230 million, is it a lot of money? Yeah. But when you look at the guaranteed money, I don't think $160 million guaranteed is a bad number. No. Uh, but absolutely not. we're going to start seeing more of these guarantees. Caesar, do you like uh, ever since pretty much Deshaun Watson came in and, and did it first, but do you like these massive guarantees on these deals or do you wish guys would kind of have to play year by year? Yeah, I like the guarantee. What he's getting guaranteed, what, 46? That just passes Deshaun. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
I mean, especially as a quarterback, you need your guaranteed money. I mean, every season you don't know how it's going to go, especially with Kyler, like Bryson just said, with that latter part. I mean, you got to get your guaranteed money. How long is uh, DeAndre there for? Um, I think DeAndre's there for like two more years. I think he's got two more years. And who would they just lose, Chase? Chase Edmonds and um, the wide receiver to Jacksonville. Why can't Christian Kirk? Oh, Christian. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, who was way too expensive, but we won't talk about that right now. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> One more thing about Kyler Murray. Uh, his odds to win MVP are 20 to 1. The favorite, obviously, Josh Allen at 7 to 1. Bryson, do you see any value here with Kyler Murray at 20 to 1 to grab MVP? I do. I think there's a lot of value in the Kyler Murray pick, especially with now with him getting paid. He's got a lot more pressure on him to perform. Um, he's in a tough division with the reigning Super Bowl champs in there with him. The Niners never go away. You know, mm-hmm. the Seahawks are going to play hard, even though they don't have a ton of talent. Um, and the NFC is wide open. It's not a guarantee. You know, people can't just pencil in the Packers or the Bucks to be the um, Super Bowl, the NFC representative for the Super Bowl anymore. It's a tough conference to get out of because it's so evenly dispersed with talent. So if mm-hmm. Kyler Murray can come out and perform well, if you can play up, if you can play a full season the way he plays the first half of seasons, I think the MVP pick right there is really good with those odds. I think that's a um, not a bad bet at all. Yeah, I grabbed Kyler Murray at about forty to one at mm. the end of last season. Uh, I also grabbed the Cardinals to win the Super Bowl at the end of last season when all the Kyler Murray question marks were in the air of where he was going to land. Um, but I do still like that twenty to one. I think there's a little bit of value still there uh, when you look at the other guys on that list. A lot of them, seven, eight, nine, ten to one. So twenty to one, pretty generous for a guy signing a massive uh, contract on a football team that was the last undefeated team last year. Yeah. Uh, one more guy on the Cardinals, JJ Watt. Don't know if you guys saw. Just some quick news. Uh, he's going to pay for a funeral from someone who, who was trying to sell shoes for forty or sixty bucks online. Just a great move there by JJ Watt and Bryson. Looking at JJ Watt this year. Um, how many more years do you think J.J. has? Obviously, he's with the Arizona Cardinals. Do you think this is his farewell year, or does he got a couple more to go? No, I think he still has a couple more years to go. I mean, he's not super old. He's about the same age as Vaughn. And you saw the contract Vaughn got. He got a six-year contract. He's 33 years old. Yep. You know, health has derailed his career a bit. He looked like he was on pace to be one of the best defensive players to ever play this game. And then his back just gave out. He could never get back to the – health that he was early in his career, but I'm a huge J.J. Watt fan, both on and off the field. I don't think there's any way you can hate this guy. He's just an incredible human being, and I definitely think he's still got plenty of football left in him, especially playing in a warm state like Arizona. He's not worried about the cold aching his back in the middle of the season. He's playing in the warm weather all the time. I think he's got plenty of football left in him. Great point there with the warm weather, being in Arizona, not having to play out in the cold. They're playing in that closed-in toaster of a stadium, if you would. Uh, But, uh, Caesar, looking at the NFC West in the division, Rams plus 125, 49ers plus 150, Arizona Cardinals plus 400, Seahawks 18 to 1. Who do you like to win the NFC West, and is there value with the Cardinals at 4 to 1? I think there is value with the cards. I mean, I don't know if they'll win it, but, I mean, if they have a season like they did last year, like you said, they were the last undefeated team, maybe there'll be value there and you can cash out. 
but I don't get how the 49ers are above the Cardinals. And I understand why Seahawks are so bad because, you know, I mean, Mr. Drew Locke, but I think Rams definitely got it, but I'd probably put cards above the 49ers. I mean, 49ers don't have a quarterback right now. I mean, what do you think? I can't disagree with you. I have said it every time we look at NFL odds. I cannot believe that the San Francisco 49ers are plus 150. I don't see it. I'm not sold on Trey Lance. You're going to have to show me a lot more before I buy in at plus 150. Before I give my pick for the NFC West, Bryson, who do you like to win the NFC West? And do you agree with Caesar that the Cardinals should jump the 49ers here? Oh, I definitely think the Cardinals should jump the 49ers. Caesar and I have talked about this on the show before in the past. We don't understand why it's so close and why the Rams have plus odds. I think the Rams should have minus odds to win that division. I get it's a tough division, and there's a bit of a Super Bowl hangover with teams a lot, but this team just looks so ready to repeat again. I mean, they brought so many of their stars back. They just look so well-organized in L.A. Um, but I definitely think the Cardinals do have value because of that Super Bowl hangover. All it takes is, you know, one or two guys for the Rams going down and things could change drastically. And I think the Cardinals should definitely be have the second best odds in that division. I don't get why the Niners are at plus 150. I'm with you. I'm not a believer in Trey Lance yet. I'm going to have to see him play actual meaningful football before I have a full decision on him. But I would take the Cardinals over the Niners in these odds for sure. Well, it sounds like we're all in on the Cardinals or the Rams being the team. So just maybe from a betting point of view, uh, just using numbers here, maybe two units on the Rams to win the division, one unit on the Cardinals to win the division. And if one of those two does it, you win a lot of money. So I kind of like throwing that out there uh, and avoiding the 49ers. And like Caesar said, the Drew Locke uh, led (laughs) Seahawks are probably going to be a non-factor. Uh, One more big NFL news tag coming out here. Tight end Kyle Rudolph signs a one-year deal with the Buccaneers replacing Rob Gronkowski. Bryson, your thoughts on this one? I definitely think this was a Tom Brady decision. I think Mm -hmm. he looked at the teams like, I need some kind of veteran tight end presence. You know Tom Brady loves to hit the tight ends over the middle of the field. He's not much of a – he's gotten better – it sounds crazy to say this. He's gotten better and more used to this as his career has gone on. But he's not much of a deep ball thrower. He's not much of an outside-the-numbers type of thrower over the football. He's much more of an in-the-middle-of-the-field, hitting the slot guys, hitting the tight ends. I think Kyle Rudolph is going to pay his biggest dividends in the red zone. I think he's going to be with Mike Evans, Tom Brady's go-to targets down there. That's what he's been later in his career, Kyle Rudolph has. I mean, he's a former pro bowler. I think this is a great pickup for the – Buccaneers he's not going to be quite as dynamic as Grob was obviously but I think he's going to have big impact in the scoring yeah and speaking of Rob and what you're saying I agree with you there uh but Caesar do you think Kyle Rudolph is a downgrade to Gronk or is he pretty much the same thing yeah that's a good question I mean I have to see him play with Tom I think that relationship (laughs) with Tom you can't really replicate but like Bryson Mm -hmm. just said he's a pro bowler he's a you know what you're going to get out of him. And then you have other guys. You have Godwin coming back. Still don't know if Leonard's in shape. You got, <laughs> and maybe you got to re-sign Mike Evans. But, I mean, I don't think Kyle Rudolph's definitely a downgrade, but I think you know what you're going to get out of him. Don't know if Leonard's going to be in shape. I like you saying that. Uh, obviously, he comes into camp, what was it, 40 pounds overweight? Yeah, or something like that. Some massive number like that coming in, looking like a bowling ball. Uh, <laughs> Shannon went off on him. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Everyone's, everyone's letting them know how big he is. Uh, but looking at the Bucks here, um, they're seven to one to win the Super Bowl, but they're three to one to win the conference. Bryson, do you think the Bucks get the conference done here? I don't. I, I don't think they have the overall talent on both sides of the football to keep it up. I think the Rams are a better team. Um, I think the Rams are going to be the representative in the NFC again. I think they just have so much momentum going their way. They have so much talent. They're a bit younger in a lot of the more important positions. And I think the Bucks just – they had that one magical year with Tom. And I think mm-hmm. he's going to be really good again. But I just – they have a new coach. It's a defensive coach. I don't like defensive head coaches in this era of football. I think oh. that's going to be a little bit weird. Leonard Fournette, I think they're going to want to run the ball more. And Leonard Fournette coming out of shape is a huge, huge miss for the Bucks. So mm-hmm. I'm not a big believer in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I like the Rams at plus 500 to represent the NFC more. All right, and Caesar piggybacking off of that, do you like the Rams at five to one, or do you think that the Bucks at three to one win the conference? I mean, I think it's kind of a toss up between those three. I, I know Bryson's not a big believer in AA Ron this year, but <laughs> I think it's a toss up. I mean, you, you can't count out Tom ever. You can't count out mm-hmm. Aaron, but. I mean, Rams definitely look the best, and I hope they get Odell back. Yeah, Odell's going to be big for them if they can get him back. We talked about yesterday, Robert Woods is out of there, so they need another receiver uh, to draw a little bit of attention away from Mr. Cooper Cup. Uh, 98-rated Cooper Cup, might I say, not a 99. Uh, But we'll be right back looking at MLB. Baseball is back. Picks are back. We'll be right back. Give it betting show. MLB is back. We get to bet on some baseball. The Rocks are back. Uh, not in town, but they are back playing. Got a four-game series here up against the Milwaukee Brewers. Brewers 50 wins on the year, 43 losses. Rocks right now, the flip of that, 43 wins, 50 losses. Looking at game one, we got Antonio Senzatella on the mound for the Rocks, 3-5 and five on the year, 4.95 ERA, 34 strikeouts up against Corbin Burns, 7-4 on the year, 2.14 ERA, and 144 strikeouts. Bryson, looking at this game, um, your take on the pitching matchup? I think it's overwhelmingly looking like a favorite for the Brewers. I mean, Corbin Burns has also pitched almost twice as many innings as Sensatella. Sensatella has this thing every year where he just pops up, he gets a little nick on something, he has like a hand injury or his foot – he like twists his ankle. He's out for a couple of games. So he just, it's always while he's building momentum too. He has a really good start one game. Then the next game he gets a little nicked up. Um, but I think this is an overwhelmingly favorite matchup for the Brewers. Corbin Burns, one of the best pitchers in baseball. It's going to be a really rough first game of the series for the Rockies, in my opinion. What's Corbin's record this season? He is sitting seven at seven and four. Oh, okay. Yeah. The record. Uh, I know our our producer Andrew is hell bent on not bringing up record when it comes to pitcher stats. He doesn't think it's a true representation of how good a pitcher is, which is a lot of times pretty fair. I look at personally, I look at ERA and WHIP. Those are the two stats I look at the most when it comes to a pitcher. And Corbin Burns is pretty elite in both those categories. Yeah, and I feel what you're saying about Andrew and the records. However, the only thing I can say to that is. That tells me a lot of stuff, though. If I have a really good pitcher with a good ERA and he's got a bad record, I know that his team doesn't back him up. His bullpen's not yep. very good. Maybe the bats are good. And the mm-hmm. same thing goes for the flip. Maybe he's got a 4-5.0 ERA, 
but he's seven and two on the year. Well, obviously he's getting a lot of help. So I get what you're saying, but for me, it's a team stat more than it is just a pitcher stat. Yeah, for um, sure. But looking at that line, like you said, going to be tough to see the Rockies coming out on top in this one. They're plus 190 on the money line right now. Obviously, that game's about 24 hours away. Could fluctuate a little bit. But the minus 225 price tag on the Brewers is probably only going to get bigger. Caesar, do you lay minus one and a half with the home team and the Brewers in this game? Or do you try to take the one and a half with the Rocks and hope they can keep it a one-run game? Uh, I think I'm thinking I'm gonna go Rockies on this one. I mean, they've won what eight straight against the spread, so in its last ten. So I think mm-hmm. there's definitely value with the Rockies there, and I'm just I'm just believing in the Rockies. I don't know. It must be some in the <laughs> air, like air. Yep. Better Me too. Or something. I don't know, but let's go Rockies. Me too. Yeah, Caesar and I've been up on the rocks. Bryson not so high on the <laughs> rocks as of late. Uh, but Bryson, looking at this total, it's sitting at seven and a half. Tough one here. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Burns, a really good pitcher. Senzatella, not so much. Neither bullpen has been very good uh, on the full season, but the Rock's been kind of hot lately. This is a really tough number. Are you going over or under seven and a half here? I'm definitely going over on the seven and a half because, like you mm-hmm. mentioned, Corbin Burns has that great ERA, but he is seven and four. That kind of tells me the Brewers, like you mentioned, their bullpen, not really – all mm-hmm. that there, they're not – Hayter's been the one really consistent bullpen pitcher for that team. So I think if if we can get Burns out of the game by like the sixth inning, get a few innings with their bullpen, we can rack up a couple runs. And then Senzatella, you know, he, you know he's going to give up three, four, maybe five runs in the game. I think seven and a half is way too low. This is the lowest total I've seen in a Rockies game in a long time. So yeah. I, think the, I think the over is the way I'm going to go for this game. Caesar. Yeah, I like that too. I think, like you said, if you can get Corbin out the game, then, I mean, Crone can let his bat fly, Rodgers. And then on the other side, Rowdy, Tellez, and all of them can start hitting, you know, getting some runs in as well. I mean, seven and a half is pretty low. Yeah, I'm with you guys. This seven and a half does feel really low. Definitely going to be targeting that Rockies team total. I'm just crossing my fingers and hoping that it stays right there at two and a half and we can bet Rocky's team total over two and a half because uh, like Bryson said, Senzi probably gets cracked early here. Maybe they get a few runs late, but I just don't feel like it's going to be enough because it isn't like we have our stellar bullpen coming in to take over. Yeah. Um, so we'll see, but the over and I, I guess on the total, Caesar's going to take the one and a half. Bryson, you're going to go with the Brewers. If I had to pick a money line here, I would go with the Brewers. But if I had to pick a spread, I'm taking the one and a half as well. Only because um, I think the Brewers have been kind of fraudulent and there's a good chance they win this game by one run. So tough game. We'll touch on that more tomorrow. Uh, But looking at tonight, big one coming up here. The Yankees are taking on the Astros in Houston. Yankees right now, the top team in baseball. 64 wins, 28 losses. Astros, 59 wins, 32 losses. Herman uh, on the mound here for the Yankees. No record as of yet. Hasn't come out here yet this year. Uh, but Garcia taking the mound for the Strohs, 3.65 ERA, 7-5 and five on the year. Astros, minus 120 on this money line. Yankees, plus 105. Caesar, what side are you on in this one? I think I'm going to go Yankees. I think they're like – four and one as an underdogs this season. So, I mean, there's value there. Herman, is this, is this his first game back in the rotation? Yes, sir. First yeah. game of the season. 
Wow. Okay. So, yeah, I think he'll be amped and Yankees get the win. I like the logic there. You're seeing the top team in baseball at plus money, and you're not going to leave it on the board. Bryson, how about yourself? Yeah, that plus money is really tempting, but I think people are under appreciating the Astros a little bit. They've been really good this year, and they've kind of just been flying under the radar. They've just been consistent everywhere. And with Herman's first game of the season this year, I think you could be going up against the Astros is no easy feat. Um, I think Garcia, he's a consistent enough pitcher. He may get nicked up a little bit. The um, Yankees are riding the high of the best record in baseball and having all their almost like every player on that team being an all-star. I mean, it was a ton of Yankees at the all-star game. So I can totally see the Yankees at plus money being a really good bet, but I'm, I'm going to stick with the Astros. I think they being Herman's first game is going to be tough for him against this team. Man, this is such a tough game. I just keep staring Mm -hmm. at this line. I can't, I can't, I can't, I feel Caesar. It's tough to leave the Yankees on the board here with a plus sign in front of them. Uh, But I like Garcia. I like the Astros, two phenomenal bullpens here. Not going to find any differences there. I guess if you made me pick, I'm going to take the Yankees here just because they got that plus money. And honestly, their bullpen, their bullpen is just the tiniest touch better. Uh, But I'm a little worried about Herman here. I don't know what we're going to get, but I'm going to ride with Caesar. I'm going to chase the plus money and hope he delivers us a gem. The total in this game sitting at eight, eight and a half, depends on your book. Caesar, do you like the eight, eight and a half number here? Are you going over or under? I think I'm going to go under. I think it'll be a like a pitching battle. I think Herman's first game back, he'll do really well. And I'm going to go under. Bryson? Yeah, this is a really tough number, too. Eight is a pretty low number for two really high-scoring mm-hmm. baseball teams. I think I'm going to go with the under as well with what you mentioned um, with their bullpens, both incredible bullpens. I think Garcia is going to have a good enough game to keep it close until the Astros bullpen can get going. And Herman, you know, the Yankees are really high on him. I know they were high on him before he got – hopefully for their sake, he can come out in his first game this year and look like what they're hoping he would be. All right, I'm going to jump on that with you guys. Let's go all three of us taking under eight and a half. We're not going to buy it at eight. We're going to buy it at eight and a half. Do your research. Find it. Other way around, too. Look, if you're on the over and you're going to fade us, find it at eight. Do not pay eight and a half Mm -hmm. for it. Jumping over to the Tigers game, Detroit 37 and 55 on the year. They're traveling to Oakland 32 and 61 on the year. This is like the trash can bowl game, if you would. Uh, Two teams in the 30s in the win yeah. category hill on the mound for the tigers 5.73 era one in one on the year montaz taking the mound for the athletics 3.26 era but three and nine on the year this is a great example of a guy with a great era and a terrible record because he's on a terrible baseball team uh yep. bryson can you in any world take the athletics minus 155 here or are you going to take the plus 140 in the tigers I am actually going to take the athletics here. Frankie Montas is one of the better pitchers in baseball. He's also one of the biggest trade targets, so you know that he's well-respected in the MLB. I think that it's a tough bet because every time I've bet against the Tigers, I've lost. I've done it like four or five times recently, and I just keep losing it. And it's tough to bet against them. They do do have a lot of good bats on that team. They haven't put it all together. Mm -hmm. The Tigers do have um, talent there, but Frankie Montas being one of the better pitchers in baseball – I'm going to take the athletics in this game. Athletics minus 155. Caesar, are you going to join him? 
Uh, the Athletics five games back from the Tigers and favored. Is that the right play? Yeah, I think I'm going to go A's too. I mean, what, Tigers' bullpen has been injured. You know, it gave Garrett Hill some time, but he's been kind of average, so to speak. So I think I'm going to go A's. I'm going to – oh, man. Oh, this is so hard. This mm-hmm. is so hard. I guess, look, if I had to go full game – um, it, it's tough to fade Montas here when you know who Hill is and you know how bad he is and how bad their bullpen is on the road. Um, but just for fun, do you guys agree with me on the Athletics' first five money line? Yeah. Um, I like this because I like Montas, and his 3.26 ERA is phenomenal, but nine losses, that's coming from the bullpen right. and all the games that they're collapsing in. So maybe jump on the Athletics' first five. Do not let their bullpen play a factor in this game. Uh, and when it's Hill versus Hill versus Montaz, we're on Montaz and the A's all day long. Another very low total, though, sitting at seven. Caesar, you going over or under seven here with two bad baseball teams? Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna go under. I mean, just all those reasons you just gave. I don't, I don't see a lot of score, like a lot of runs being scored. So I think I'm gonna hit under seven. Bryson, I'm actually gonna go the over seven. Both. Teams have pretty bad bullpens. I don't know how long Frankie Montas can last in this game, but I think seven's a really low number for a team for a game total in baseball these days. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with two really bad bullpens, I've got the over on the seven. Over on the seven. I'm going to jump on that as well, and we're just going to really quick give me your top play: Giants taking on the Dodgers. Dodgers minus one twenty-five. Giants plus one ten. Caesar, who you got? I got Dodgers. Bryson. I've got the Giants in the first five innings. Your your favorite bet, Carlos Rodon, one of the best pitchers in baseball. Giants, first five innings at minus 110. Caesar does not agree, but Bryson taking it out of my mouth. Giants, first five money line. Rodon is on the mound. Sorry, Mitch White. You and that 420 ERA are going down. <laughs> this is the Denver Sports Betting Show on 98.1 FM. Caesar and Bryson, thank you guys for joining me. We'll be back tomorrow. Got a great Friday show for you. Good luck on your bets and enjoy your night.